0: All right, Uh, welcome to the episode of uh, Behind the Price that corresponds to episode two of The Price of Life. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about eternal life. Um, I'm probably just going to share some thoughts I had, some interesting things I discovered when I was doing research for this episode in the Bible, Um, talk a little bit about the poetry and the song uh, that uh, we presented. And um, it's going to be real low key. Uh, Anything that I say in this episode, don't hold me to it. It's all conjecture. Uh, Really, I'm not uh, standing firm behind anything. Um, I'm just going to be kind of sharing some ideas um, that I had when I was doing the research, Um, some things I'm questioning. Um, uh, Like, for instance, the phrase um, Zoe Ionios, eternal life, life eternal, uh, appears a number of times, like we saw, um, referencing the chart that I um, put together for last week's episode, you can find it. I'll link it in the show notes for this episode as well. Um, So there are some verses that use that phrase uh, exactly, um, verbatim. Uh, But when I was studying the word for life, zoe, I realized that it appears a lot more often than uh, zoe ionios, um, life eternal. And uh, sometimes it seems like they are referring to the same thing, even though the adjective eternal is not tagged on to the word zoe. Uh, Like, for instance, if we look um, in John 5. uh, John 5, verse 39 and verse 40. You search the scriptures. So Jesus is talking uh, to some Pharisees, I think. Um, Need to look at the context for that. But um, you search the scriptures because you think that in them, you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Um, so Jesus is talking about, uh, there's Old Testament prophecies um, in, the, in the Hebrew Bible, if you will, um, Hebrew scriptures that refer to the anointed one, uh, which is where we get the word for Messiah. Um, and uh, he's expressing that, look, I am I am the fulfillment of those prophecies. I am the um, the one that was prophesied about, and um, and I'm the one who brings you life. Uh, eternal life is what he used in the beginning. And then by the end of the verse, um, in verse 39, I think he uses eternal life. Uh, then verse 40, John writes just life, uh, which makes me question, well, maybe there are other instances in the New Testament where just life is used. I'm remembered of... Um, as I'm talking right now, I'm remembered in John 10.10 10 that we mentioned earlier, um, that uh, says, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Um, so eternal life, the word eternal, Ionios, is not used, but they seem, if they're not exactly the same, they seem very, very closely related. I'm questioning whether they are not just the exactly the same thing and they're just saving space by talking about life. Um, not every time that Zoe appears, is talking about eternal life. I mean, that's just obvious. Sometimes um, the word Zoe is used uh, to talk about someone's lifetime, you know, and it's not really talking about the specific eternal life aspect. Um, but when Jesus speaks and when some of the apostles write, they talk about this concept of life, Zoe, uh, that God brings. And uh, it seems very similar, if not the exact same thing, as eternal life that that we were talking about in last episode. Um I've got uh, some notes here for this episode that um are very vague and nebulous, uh, not very helpful <laughs> for me to uh you know flesh out a script for for this behind the price, but but you know, it's okay. Um, uh one thing that I found very interesting um that I'll mention here was um we talked about that eternal life is, um, knowing the father and knowing the son per John 17, three, right? But I also found a couple of instances, not a lot, a couple of instances where the, the, um, verb is switched or the position is switched. So instead of us knowing God, there sometimes referred to God knowing us and, and, um, I may do I may do the next episode on it actually because I find it so interesting I don't know if there's any validity to it that there's a difference between the two um, but but it would seem logical to me that there is a difference um, knowing the father having a deep connection with him relationship with him is uh, one thing right but being known by him um, like i'm when I hear that phrase I'm reminded of um uh like a concept of the judgment seat of christ which we'll talk about in the future if you're not uh, aware but basically um there's a judgment uh, for believers uh the church and we believe we're saints we're going to be in in uh, the presence of the lord for eternity escape eternal damnation all that stuff but there is going to be a judgment for us it's not going to be determining um, whether we're where we're going uh, for eternity all it's judging is um, what our life is worth uh, to the kingdom. Uh, And uh, that topic is called the judgment seat of Christ, or that judgment seat in the Greek is bema, so sometimes it's called the bema seat. And in passages that talk about the bema seat, um, there is references to Jesus when he is well-pleased with one of his servants, one of us, when we do well. Um, He presents us in front of the Father and confesses our name, um which sounds a lot like you know making us known to God so knowing God and being known um are related but i'm wondering if maybe there's a distinction if being known by God is like um indicative of a high level of relationship that God knows you um he sees you you're being paraded in front of him as uh, by Christ, um, because of your, because of, uh, because of Christ's pride in your, in your work, how you loved him in uh, obedience to him and stuff. Yeah, I also mentioned that uh, when I was studying uh, the word ginosco, which is the word for know, to know, um, in John seventeen three, 3, um, over a third of the uses of ginosco can be found in John's gospel or. Uh, one of his letters, um, which is to me, that seems pretty indicative that John either really likes the word gnosko, or he's with his writing, he's trying to convey something. Uh, the reason why I think I mentioned in the in the previous episode that I believe that John is the foremost author on th- uh, d- like teaching us information about our our friendship with God, and the reason why I believe that is because John himself. Uh, was Jesus' best friend, or or at least one of the three closest, the inner circle that Jesus had um, among the twelve. And uh, in fact, John is referred to by himself, uh, and I believe by other writers, as uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved, um, kind of describing uh, a very, very deep connection that Jesus and John have. And when we look at the upper room, we see... um, uh, the two engaged in um, some very, very intimate um, physical connection. Um, John uh, resting his head on Jesus' chest, um, or the other way around. I, I can never remember the two, but, um, but it's very clear that uh, they share a deep friendship. And, I, and that is, is one of the main reasons why I believe that John is, for all intents and purposes, the foremost expert on eternal life, if you will. On uh, what it means to have a relationship, a deep friendship with a God. Um, so, the second half of this episode, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the poetry in the song. Um, the song for last episode is titled King Kankora. King Kankora means Kamkwak Kola in uh, Japanese. And um, I wrote that title in those lyrics. Um, to basically um, analogize, analogize, analogy, whatever the word is, Um, basically making eternal life parallel or symbolized by a cola, uh, like a soda that you'd share with a friend. I'm imagining um, the story of this song kind of imagines two, two, uh, like elementary or middle school boys um, hanging out. And uh, one of them would be akin to Jesus, and one of them would be akin to uh, me or whoever else might see themselves in the, in the shoes of uh, that character. And um, I, I guess I'll just go ahead and read the lyrics, and, uh, and I think you'll get the story. So the first verse begins, uh, "'Do you want to be my friend?' a strange person once asked me. "'I heard his name before, and I thought he was pretty cool.' So I said, yeah, let's do it. Being my friend has its perks, my new friend once said to me. He grabbed a bottle from his dad's garage to celebrate, and we shared it all afternoon in the sun. Do you want to be my friend? My old friend then asked me. In his hand, he held another one, bigger than before, and the price tag read, abandonment. We could stop for today, my best friend joked under his breath. We laughed like little girls, and we burped like little boys. All because of that kumquat cola. So, those are the two verses um, describing to me a progression. Um, In the very very first verse, um, Jesus is a stranger to me. Um, This is describing what it's like um, to be presented with the gospel message. This is what it would be like to be presented with the gospel message as uh, someone who has not uh, believed yet in Christ. Um, someone who's not saved. And um, basically, through some means, however, they're presented with the person of Christ, and uh, and Christ beckons them to believe in him and and in, and join in a relationship with him. And uh, so, yeah, let's do it. I say, yeah, let's do it. This The second half of that verse is now moving forward. Um, now we have a relationship. In essence, we have uh, a little bit of eternal life, our first installment or, or so, and that's described in the picture of the cola that Jesus gets from his dad's garage. So I imagine that um, Jesus is given the authority by the Father to uh, to bring us to him, um, to bring us both to Christ and to the Father, that we may know God. Um, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about uh, Christ's mission and his work on earth. His ministry at the cross was uh, so that... Um, sin was no longer a boundary between us and God, Um, that through Christ and his work, we now have access to the father. Um, And uh, that's called eternal life. And uh, so we get to share a kumquat cola for the first time. Then the course happens. I'll I'll talk about the course in a bit. Uh, The course is very simple, Um, but then we go to verse two. And in verse two, we uh, read, do you want to be my friend? Uh, so it's the very first question um, that was asked of the of me in the first verse, before I knew God. Before I, I started a relationship with Christ uh, and the Father, um, it's the exact same question, which may seem weird, um, but uh, it it's about um, <coughs> describing the difference between the levels of relationship that we can have, the depth, the difference in depth of intimacy that we can share with Christ, um, we can be his friend, and then we can be his friend. You know, there's a level of, um, like I said uh, in the previous episode, John fourteen twenty one tells us uh, God's love language. You might say, which uh, tells us as we obey Him, we can we will be loving Him more, and He will love us more, and we can enjoy a deeper, more uh, life giving relationship. So in his hand, he held another bottle of, of kumquat cola, this one bigger. Um, and on the label, the, there's a price tag that read Abandonment, um, which to me um, describes that, uh, you know, we can always enjoy just having shared that first kumquat cola. The first one, you know, it's small, but it was a good time. And, um, and we can just leave it at that, uh, say that we can have a relationship with Christ, but never... Pursue it, never get any deeper, um, kind of stay on that surface level of connection, uh, but without deeper connection. Um, if you want the bigger bottle, which I believe Jesus wants us to have, um, there's a price. And the price is abandoning our dreams, our um, our desires, our self-seeking desires uh, in this lifetime to live for him. and um, And that's the price of of getting to share the bigger bottle of kumquat cola with him is and uh, the final the final section uh, the final verse section if you will um is describing kind of the the end goal if you will you know each section is kind of getting deeper you know the first section i don't know jesus second one um we just started being friends third one we're getting deeper and then fourth one is describing the uh kind of the ultimate end goal of what a deep connection with Jesus would look like. And it's joking around. It's laughing together. It's burping together. Um, just being silly and enjoying a level of comfort and um, connection and, and, you know, mutual understanding uh, that we can have with Christ by um, sharing that bigger bottle uh, that we bought with our lives, you know, living for Him instead of for ourselves. And it's all because of eternal life. It's all because of that kumquat kola um, that we can have all this. Uh, the chorus, like I said, is very simple. Um, but I think it does convey an important truth. Um, the the chorus in Japanese is kinkankora de moto hoshi. Moto hoshi, moto hoshi, kinkankora. Kin and that's all that it is. And, and translated, that means um, basically it's because of kumquat cola. I want more, I want more, uh, more King Kong Cola, more Kumquat Cola. And um, like I said earlier in the previous episode, I think that Jesus Christ came to give us more, not to just give us a little bit, a little taste and leave it at that, or just give us the survivalistic need, you know, to have a surface level relationship and and, uh, just basically kind of like fire insurance, you know, giving us eternal life so that we could escape damnation, but that's it. Um, No, I don't think that's that's Christ or the father's desire at all. Uh, I think that, uh, they very much want us to enjoy a deep relationship. Um, they want to be best friends with us, um, as uh, humans. And so, uh, so that's what the course was meant to indicate, um, that we can have more and more and more and more. And, um, so yeah. And, uh, uh, for the sake of time, I won't go over the bridge. Uh, you know, Translation in English of the verse uh, the bridge lyrics and the rest of the song are in the show notes. so uh, I recommend you go check them out, uh, see what you think. Um, and uh, I'll talk a little bit briefly about uh, the poetry, and then uh, I'll call it quits for this episode, and uh, I look forward to um, to studying more with you guys uh, on the topic of eternal life. I think. Uh, is what uh, the next episode of Price of Life is gonna be about. <clears throat> uh, so I'll be the first to admit that the poetry for um, this last episode of The Price of Life was, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, it's, I'm still new to writing uh, poetry. I mean, I'm not new to writing poetry in the sense that I've been writing song lyrics for a while, but um, I'm still not confident that I like the way that I write there either. But, um, but writing poetry to stand by itself without the aspect of music or so- like a sonic background uh, is new to me. I haven't written a ton of poetry to kind of exist just simply as poetry. Um, so when I do write poems, um i I guess I just realized I got a lot to learn. Uh, I got a lot to experiment with and and just kind of develop that craft on its own. so, uh, the one that I wrote for this week i'm not I'm not really. I don't really like uh it's not that the the truth behind it I think is still solid, but the actual art of it is seems a bit uninteresting to me uh not really well developed um I put it together pretty quickly because I was running on a deadline for this episode but um so basically the the poem you may remember starts out with Hi, I'm Josh and for those of you who don't know um the names Joshua and Jesus in the original Hebrew are the same. Uh, in English, we, cha- we created different versions of them. But um, the, the name Yeshua in Hebrew, mean, it's the same name that Joshua had. Uh, the same Joshua who uh, broke down the wall, um, that's, that's his name is Yeshua. And uh, Jesus Christ, the son of Joseph, the savior of the world, uh, that's Yeshua as well um so basically it's just a way of <clears throat> making it look like Jesus is talking by giving him a slightly different name um so hi I'm Josh and he describes himself as being a real estate agent for you so the idea is that you're looking for a place to stay you're looking for a new home and uh, he gives you three options the first one is um he sprung for something um he put all his chips in and bought you a little place uh, in his own neighborhood um and that kind of represents what he did on the cross, and the gift that he presents to every human in the world. Uh, look, if you want it, uh, there's you you can have a relationship with God. So in this in this poetry, the house getting the house kind of represents uh, the the friendship that we have with a God. And so he says, look, you can you can have the house if you want. Um, it's already all paid for. It's yours forever. Um, all you got to do is is take the offer. Um, the second option, of course, is rejecting the offer, which is uh, tragic, I believe. Um, you can live, it on, live out on the streets and not enjoy a relationship with God uh, at all. And, uh, but uh, you know the, the original offer is still there. It's free, which is crazy. Uh, but the final offer is the most interesting one. And that's where the, he expresses that he's got a new project going on. Um, it's a big thing. And um, But uh, he, can't, uh, he can't do it on his own, uh, in a sense. I mean, I believe that God is capable of anything, but uh, the way that it works is that if you want a deep connection with him, you have to, you have to do your part. Um, as believers, Jesus Christ always does his end of the deal. You know, he's faithful. Um, but if we want to move forward and enjoy a deep, intimate connection with Christ and the Father... Um, we have to do our part, like John 14:21 says. Uh, we have to obey. We have to keep His commandments. Um, and when we do, we participate in building a huge home that's lavish and um, and uh, and beautiful. And uh, in a lot of ways, that big house represents the bigger bottle of kumquat Cola in the in the other song. Um, so anyway, like I said, I'm not really personally. I'm just not super excited about that poetry. I think that it was maybe a good idea, but just uh, couldn't figure out how to develop it in an interesting way, so uh, next time, I'll work on it for next time. Uh, But anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me on uh, this episode of Behind the Price. If you guys uh, liked the conversation but felt like I didn't answer a question that's been bugging you, uh, you know, that happens to me all the time, uh, let me know. Um, and we can bring it up in the next episode of behind the price so we can talk about it just you and me via email or maybe on the phone or something. And, uh, we can work through the issue together and find the truth. Uh, so yeah, don't, uh, don't hesitate to hit me up and, uh, ask me questions that you have about eternal life, uh, or really anything. I mean, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be about eternal life. It can be about, uh, whatever you're studying in the Bible. I'm interested in all of it. So, uh, anyway, like I said, thank you so much for listening and, uh, Remember to memorize John 17:3 if you get a chance this week. Um, it's a great verse, um, something that we should uh, remember all the time, that we can have a deeper friendship with God, uh, that Christ paid for it. And uh, yeah, so I'll uh, see you guys next week.